48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The top stories. Opposition politicians set up polling booths across the city. The health secretary concedes that next week's book fair will involve health risks from the coronavirus. And the Singaporean government admits that voters have sent them a sharp message in the latest election. Polling for the pro-democracy camps primaries is underway at 250 voting stations across Hong Kong after the exercise was forced to be delayed by three hours. The camp says final preparations were disrupted by a police raid last night on a polling institute involved in the exercise. Officers entered the office of the Public Opinion Research Institute to investigate a complaint regarding the leak of police officers' information, saying the centre's computers might have been hacked. One of the organisers, law professor Benny Tai, says he's confident about the turnout. From past experience, we know that when there are more oppression from the government, Hong Kong people will stand even firmer in fighting back. And so when the, the Secretary for uh, Constitutional Affairs mentioned that the primary election might breach the uh, national security law, starting from that point, and also with the um, investigation by the police, at the uh, office of the Hong Kong Public Opinion Research Institute, we can see that uh, more people express their support of the primary election. Voting for the primaries will last till 9pm tonight and continues tomorrow. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, has admitted that there are risks in the book fair which is due to start on Wednesday despite a rise in local cases of the coronavirus. Some 200 exhibitors have called for it to be postponed and health experts have also raised concerns over COVID-19 risks at the event. However, Professor Chan says organisers will take all necessary precautions if they decide to press ahead with the event. Any gathering, you know, there are certain risks. Uh, and uh, as, a, as a result, I think if there are gatherings that need to be held, they must have the infection control measures and also uh, the people flow uh, must be very carefully orchestrated in order to lower the risk as far as possible. Of course, now the epidemic is uh, worrying and so therefore we are actually assessing the risk on a daily basis. The recent spike in local infections has set off alarm bells and raised questions over the book fair. One of the government's own advisers on fighting the epidemic, David Hoy from the Chinese University, says large-scale gatherings like the book fair would make it easier for the virus to spread and harder to trace who's affected. The Hong Kong Taxi Council has urged the government to make COVID-19 tests cheaper and more widely available for drivers. Speaking on a radio programme, the council's vice chairman, Ng Kwan Sing, said its business has fallen after several drivers were diagnosed earlier this week. Meanwhile, a catering industry representative estimated that the catering sector may experience a 20 to 30 percent drop in business this month. The president of the Federation of Restaurants and Related Trades, Simon Wong, called on the government to tighten its limits for the sector again if the spread of the virus worsens, even though it would hit business. It is kind of a dynamic and we have to strike a balance between the economy and also fighting the virus. But first of all, we have to put the health of uh, citizens and people in the first place. If the pandemic continues to spread, then, you know, all industries, uh, no matter whether it's catering industry or retailing or other industries, all industries will be deeply affected. 
Singapore's Prime Minister has admitted that voters have sent the government a clear message in the latest election result in which the Opposition Workers' Party won an unprecedented number of seats, taking 10 out of 93. Singapore has been governed by the People's Action Party since 1965. It won all the other seats, keeping its hold on power. Lee Sien Lung blamed the problems from the coronavirus pandemic. The results reflect the pain and uncertainty that Singaporeans feel in this crisis. The loss of income, the anxiety about jobs, the disruption caused by the circuit breaker and the safe distancing restrictions. This was not a feel-good election. The number of people killed by the coronavirus in Brazil has now passed 70,000. Official figures show that 1,200 people with COVID-19 died over the past 24 hours. Health experts say there's no indication that the spread of the virus is slowing down. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past one. President Trump has commuted the prison sentence of his longtime friend and former adviser, Roger Stone. The BBC's David Willis reports from Los Angeles. Roger Stone was found guilty of lying to Congress, witness tampering and obstructing a congressional investigation. He was set to report to prison by next Tuesday. The reprieve, which Donald Trump had long hinted at, is seen as a reflection of the president's own distaste for the investigation conducted by former special counsel Robert Mueller into allegations of Russian interference in the 2016 election. But it will alarm those who've been critical of the president's repeated attempts to intervene in the country's judicial system. Mr Stone told reporters what he intended to do next. I'm going to write a book about this experience because people need to understand the extraordinary abuses in our judicial system. And I'm going to do everything I possibly can on an independent basis to get the president reelected, which I think is crucial. Leading Democrats have condemned the White House announcement. The chair of the White House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff, said there were now two U.S. justice systems, one for Mr. Trump's criminal friends and one for everyone else. President Trump has said he'll sign an executive order on immigration within a month that will provide a route to citizenship for hundreds and thousands of illegal immigrants known as DREAMers. President Trump has for years tried to end the Obama-era DACA program, which gives protection to illegal immigrants who arrived in the U.S. as children. Mr. Trump announced his change of policy in an interview with a Hispanic television network, Telemundo. DACA is going to be just fine. We're putting it in, and I'm going to be, over the next few weeks, signing an immigration bill. One of the aspects of the bill is going to be DACA. We're going to have a road to citizenship. A White House spokesman later said the new immigration policy would not include amnesty. Amazon says an email to its employees asking them to remove the video sharing app TikTok from their mobile devices was sent in error. The company says there's no change in its policy towards TikTok, which is owned by a Chinese firm. Earlier this week, the U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said the Trump administration was considering banning TikTok and other Chinese apps, accusing them of sharing users' private information with the Chinese government. Moving to sport, the draw for the latter stages of the Champions League and the Europa League have been completed. With more, here's the BBC's Ian Dennis. 
Both quarter-final lineups are convoluted with ifs and maybes, but at least the competitions are now mapped out. Chelsea are unlikely to feature in the quarter-finals, but should Manchester City protect a 2-1 lead against Real Madrid in the last 16, they will face Leon or Juventus in a mini Champions League tournament in Portugal next month. The Europa League will be concluded in Germany. Manchester United, courtesy of a 5-0 advantage over Lask, will be heading there for a last-eight date against either Copenhagen or Istanbul, Bazak Sashir. Should Wolves beat Olympiakos in their outstanding last 16 tie, then knock out Sevilla or Roma, they could face United in an all-English semi-final. Meanwhile, Rangers, 3-1 down from the first leg of their last 16 game against Bayer Leverkusen, were drawn against either Inter or Hatafe. And now it's time for a look ahead to the weekend's English Premier League action with the BBC's John Bennett. Norwich City will become the first team to be relegated from the Premier League this season if they lose against West Ham. Despite playing some attractive football, they've struggled all season and their fans will be especially disappointed with their performances since the restart, losing all five of their league matches, scoring only one goal. It's a crucial game for West Ham, who are only three points clear of the drop zone. Staying in the relegation battle, Watford are level on points with West Ham going into their game against Newcastle United, who were thrashed by Manchester City midweek. Meanwhile, Bournemouth and Aston Villa are currently alongside Norwich in the bottom three. Villa will feel the game against out-of-form Crystal Palace is a must-win. And Bournemouth host fourth-placed Leicester City, who are part of the other dramatic aspect of this Premier League run-in, the race to finish in the top four and qualify for the Champions League. Leicester, Chelsea, Manchester United and Wolves are all aiming to finish in the final two spots below Liverpool and Manchester City. Sheffield United may also have an outside chance and they're at home to Chelsea. Manchester United in fifth face Southampton on Monday and Wolves are at home to Everton. And the National Hockey League's Board of Governors and Players Union have approved a deal that paves the way for the season to resume on August 1st. The package also includes a four-year extension of the collective bargaining agreement, which will run through to the 2025-26 season. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Opposition politicians set up polling booths across the city. The health secretary concedes that the book fair will involve health risks. And the Singaporean government admits that voters have sent them a sharp message in the latest election. The news from RTHK. 5.67am, Radio 3. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes. Myself, Pierre Hanley, with you till 3 p.m. This week, we have a special hot new hits from the Paris Charts show and our featured album for kids from aging French rocker Renault. Just in time for the French National Day on the 14th. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. He is from Rome. We're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with some samplings of hot hits from the Paris charts. This first track from Enchanté Julia. Enchanted Julia, as that would translate. She's singing in French with a lot of English words in it. She's a newcomer. She started recording two years ago in, Fran in Paris. She's from the southeast of uh, France in Luberon. And she's released an EP at the end of last year called Boucle. She used to have curly hairs and she's just straightened it out. Uh, there are symbols galore all over the place. So she's very much into the pop rhythm and blues mode. 
singer, songwriter, and arranger. She does it all. But mostly, her wordplays are what uh, is bringing attention to her work. So let's have a listen to Enchanté Julia and uh, this tongue-in-cheek piece called Twingo. Sentez-vous dans la Twingo Baissez la Wingo Rue vers le Mindo J'en fais un peu trop Sentez-vous dans la Twingo J'en fais un peu trop J'ai baissé la Wingo Ini mini manimo Rue vers le Mindo J'en fais un peu trop J'ai baissé la Rétroviseur, chantons l'odeur quand tu m'allumes une cigarette. Une cigarette. J'ai baissé la 